What if I told you the financial situation that you really desire is a lot closer than you think? Whether you're interested in becoming debt free, learning how to invest your hard earned money, or just want to take your finances to the next level, you're in the right place. The Plenty Money Podcast is for anyone who believes that financial freedom is possible. What's up, everybody? Cornelius Davis here. Coming to you today from New Orleans. I got a chance to take in some of the Mardi Gras festivities over the weekend and earlier this week. Uh, we hit the parade on Saturday. And of course, we hung out for Fat Tuesday. Anyway, that's enough about me. I want to welcome you all to another segment of the Plenty Money Podcast. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. I explained that I would be doing a three-part marriage and money segment. And in part one of that segment, I talked about the importance of couples combining their finances and working together as a team. I touched on some of the advantages and benefits of combining your finances. I also shared four steps couples can take to get on the same page as it relates to money. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to part one, be sure to go back and check that out. The reason I made combining your finances part one of this segment is because it lays the groundwork for planning your future. Today, I'll be discussing how couples can go about planning the financial future they desire. I'll highlight some of the benefits of planning together. And I'll lay out three steps couples can take to create a financial plan that's just right for them. You know, the reality is couples can reap tremendous benefits from planning and building their financial future together. And I want to quickly share four of those benefits. Number one, planning the future together helps to strengthen the relationship and establishes a shared vision. It also induces a team effort toward tackling your financial goals. Number two, building your financial future together yields tangible evidence that life is better because of the other person. You know, whenever you're able to look back and realize how far you've come, it's a testament to what two people are capable of building together. You know, maybe you lived in a tiny apartment when you first met your spouse, but after you all got married, you moved into a beautiful home. Or maybe you were driving a beater when you all first got together. But since being married, you've driven nice vehicles. Or maybe you didn't have any money in the bank before you got married. But now you have emergency savings set aside and a lot less financial stress. Number three. Planning for the future together reduces the possibility of financial conflict. <laughs> a while back, I got a call from a guy looking for an investment advisor to work with uh, him and his wife. And the guy was explaining that how at the beginning of their marriage, he and his wife were not on the same page financially. He shared that one time his wife pulled up to the house in a brand new BMW and didn't have any conversation with him about it before she bought it. And obviously that triggered a heated discussion and the car ended up back at the dealership on that same day. 
Now, he laughed as he told the story because by the time he and I talked, you know, him and his wife were actually on the same page. And he said that they hadn't had any new outbursts since they had agreed to working together. Number four, planning together helps you take ownership of the future. You know, nobody is in complete control of how their future turns out. But your best chance of creating the future you want is to plan for. It. You know, you can make a lot of things happen just by continuously working toward specific objectives. And so once you've combined your finances and start moving in the same direction, you know, how do you go about laying out a plan for the future? And I want to give you three steps you can take to create your household financial plan. Number one, imagine the future. You know, what do you want things to look like? When I say imagine the future, I'm talking about a list of long term things that you want to accomplish. You know, this includes things like the amount of money that you want to have in your retirement account by the time you quit working. It includes things like launching a business idea that you've been sitting on uh, for a while. It includes things like relocating to that place that you've been wanting to move to for a long time. You know, it's important to get a list of all of these kinds of things on paper so that it's clear and you all agree on what you're working toward overall. Number two, Make sure your financial fundamentals are in order. And when I say financial fundamentals, I'm talking about things like your health benefits, your retirement benefits, uh, life insurance, uh, tax strategy, that, that, those types of things. You want to review and compare your benefits packages uh, offered by your employers to make sure that you're leveraging them in the most advantageous way. When it comes to health insurance, for example, you want to compare the benefits offered by your employer and your spouse's employer to determine which one serves the family the best. And you also want to look into things like disability benefits offered by your employer to take advantage of those as well. You know, these types of things will protect you from unexpected financial circumstances that will uh, hinder your progress on your financial goals. And then the other thing is retirement benefits. When it comes to retirement benefits, you want to make sure you're leveraging all the matching contributions that your employer offers. And you also want to make sure you're uh, taking advantage of the investment options that your retirement plan has to offer as well. You want to review your life insurance needs and make sure that your beneficiary information is up to date on all your financial accounts. You know, if something were to happen to one of you, uh, where would that leave the other person financially? You know, how much money would you need to replace your income or to pay off certain debts to relieve the financial strain? And you also want to make sure that all your beneficiary information is up to date on your financial accounts. You know, it's a, it's a good chance that you already had bank accounts or retirement accounts before you got married. And so now that you're married, uh, if anything were to happen to you, you want to make sure that your resources are going to where you all agreed that you want them to go. 
The next thing you want to do is you want to leverage your tax benefits. You know, married filing joint offers a larger number of benefits than any other filing status. But married filing separate also disqualifies you from certain uh, tax credits. For example, when your status is married filing separate, you're not allowed to claim the child and dependent care tax credit. And that's the credit you get for money that you spent on daycare expenses. You're also not allowed to claim the tuition deduction. You know, if you have a child in college or if you're in school yourself. And also you're not eligible to claim the earned income credit. And so you want to be certain that you're planning and filing your taxes in the most advantageous way so that you're uh, leveraging the tax benefits that come from married filing jointly. Number three, and this is last but not least, you want to lay out a plan for how you are going to proceed moving forward. You know, no matter how long your list of goals might be, uh, progress happens one step at a time. And so if one of your goals is to become debt free, then you want to create a realistic plan for paying off that debt and just keep chipping away at it. You know, if your goal is to build a seven figure retirement fund. You know, find a free retirement calculator and figure out how much money you need to contribute each pay period. You know, I use debt and retirement as examples, but that concept applies to any one of your financial goals. You want to look at where you are now, where you want to go and what steps you need to take to get there and then start doing those things consistently until you reach that point. And that's all I have today. You know, I hope you got something useful out of this segment. You know, if you have a question related to anything that I discussed, feel free to reach out to me at contact at CorneliusDavisJr.com. In part three of this segment, I'll be talking about the financial implications of divorce. And as we as we all know, marriage isn't always forever. And I've worked with a good number of people who've had to pick up the pieces after a divorce. And so I want to talk about that in part three. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in and have a great week. When it comes to taking your finances to the next level, surrounding yourself with like-minded people provides a tremendous boost. Being able to share ideas, receive encouragement, and leverage opportunity increases your chances of financial success. I created the Personal Economy Community to provide a virtual location for people to connect with others on similar financial journeys. If you're interested in improving your finances in any way, the personal economy community is the place you want to be. That's personaleconomy.com. Personal, E-C-O-N-O-M-E dot com.